creativity goes beyond a pencil and a paintbrush. Hello, creative people, and welcome to I Am Creative. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. So what are we doing here? We are really diving into this word creativity and what it means. In all of the conversations that I have had, nobody has ever defined creativity as drawing or painting. People have defined creativity as your soul's essence, that magic spark, how you show up in the world. What my true mission is, is to really expand this definition and allow people to be able to see themselves in it. Because when people see themselves in this definition, when they've never been told that they fit inside of it, they stand up straighter. They feel like they have something to offer the world and basically are happier humans. So these conversations are structured on three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think that it's important? So let's just dive right in. So my inspiring guest for today is Nedra. She brings over 20 years of collective business experience to the table, including working with hundreds of businesses on their websites and marketing decisions. She is a marketing strategist and coach who helps service-based business create a 90-day custom marketing roadmap. In addition, Nedra coaches her clients on how to build confidence consistently, market their business, and how to hire experts to help them succeed at marketing. Nedra, welcome to the space. Hey there, Hollis. You are here. Thank you. (laughs) So welcome. How are you doing? Uh, Doing pretty well. How about you? I am good. I'm so happy that you're here. Me too. Yeah, I'm excited. So can you please say your full name and last name? Because I didn't want to mess up your last name. I apologize. It's okay. It's Nedra Rosinas. Rosinas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So before we dive into the three official questions, let's find out a little bit more about who you are. So can you share like an interesting or a fun fact about yourself, please? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, I was a... DJ in college and really um, got to be, actually, I got to be a music director in college my senior year. That was a lot of fun. Um, I really love music and uh, became, you know, I, I, I uh, really was, lived in a small town and didn't have like a lot of access to music. So uh, when I got to college, I realized by uh, being a DJ, I had access to all the vaults of records and CDs. And I, could check out like seven CDs at a time. So I was just like kept playing catch up for like a good six months my freshman year. I was like, I've heard these bands. Now I need to listen to them and understand who they are. And yeah, it was, it was a, it was a blast. I really uh, enjoyed my time there. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's so, so when you were in high school and all of that, you weren't able to really explore that kind of interest. Not really because, you know, this was pre-internet. So you had to buy, an album or buy something to listen to it. Um, it wasn't, you couldn't really peruse per se. And so sometimes my babysitting gigs, I would listen to um, the albums of the people I babysat and would just be exposed to a little bit of that music, but it was just so limited. I mean, I, I try to express this to my daughter and her generation of how easy they have it and they have just no idea. <laughs> Isn't it true? It is so true. 
I love that. And it's so funny. You may immediately I thought of, so now my daughter, she who's mm-hmm. 20, she, she loves, you know, as she would say, vinyls. So she has the record player in her room and she collects and all of this. And she just really loves actually touching the record and the experience yeah. of touching the record. And it is, it's completely different than, I mean, now it's true. You have so much access to so much, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. but there is something about like, holding the album, holding the CD, holding the A-track cassette. Yeah, yeah, the tangible aspects. And, you know, back in the day, a lot of musicians would put a lot of love and imagery and, and you know, <clears throat> lyrics or, or just talking about the, producing the album in, in there because that's that was what, you know, that was all we had. And so it was like a, I think we... Luckily, I've hold, held on to, I mean, my husband, he's, he's helped me because sometimes I wanted to let go of it, but held on to a lot of old CDs and talk about memory lane. I just, I just looked at them the other day and I was just like, whoa, this is like, my brain just went to these different places and actually reminded me of some things in a good way. It was really positive. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing that side of you. Yeah. No Love it. Love it. Okay. So let's dive in. So mm-hmm. First official, official question. Um, how do you define creativity? Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. Um, and it's such a, you know, I think, again, I, you know, I talk about this with my daughter a lot because she's very creative, but sometimes she, she feels like she doesn't, it doesn't flow through her because she, she's, she's quite the artist, she'll draw and everything like that. And, and you know, I, I like to help her see that there's just so much more to life than, you know, to draw what you want right then and there. That's just not... It's just not how life life works in general for so many things, and so I think um, be able to use your imagination and, and and apply that to different parts of your life and work. Um, I think are really important. Like one of the things that I, I was thinking about today was I used to have this volunteer gig at our library here in town, and one of the women I volunteered with her, I thought it was just so creative. She used to she said, okay, I'm going to go home now. And I, I never go home the same way twice. I always go a different route. I'm like, mm-hmm. that takes some effort. Like that's <laughs> something that she has to work towards to, to do each time. And, you know, I mean, it's only like a 10 minute drive that she drives here and back to the library. So I, uh, I don't know. Let's say, I think that's a great example of, of being creative in a sense that you could do it in any part of your life. If you, if you just apply it and, and try something different. I love that. That's since I have a feeling we're going to be talking about your daughter a decent amount, how old is she? She's 12. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting age too. Is she actually listening to what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. She's no, she's great. She, she, she and I are really, are really close. So I feel very fortunate. Yeah. That's amazing. So thank you for bringing that up. I I love even just that example of how you can bring these things into your life. So here in talking about this word creativity and this idea of doing things differently and just switching it up, those simple little things, because when you take a different way home, you see different things. Your brain isn't just on that automatic where all of a sudden when we're in our routine and we end up going from here to the library, let's say, Mm -hmm. and we go the same way every day, I don't know about you, but all of a sudden I'm there and I'm just like, how did I get here? Like my, <laughs> my brain just, you're on automatic. So on that, 
on that road, I'm thinking about, okay, well, sometimes it's perseveration on, well, that could have gone better, or I could do this, or what are we going to have for dinner, or da, da, da. There's lots of other conversations going on, but I kind of feel like by switching it up, by taking the different road home or to work or to wherever you're going, you're more aware, you're more present. Absolutely. I think it's like a, I don't know if the word disruption is what you're looking for or what we're talking mm-hmm. about, but just, just a little bit of interruption just to kind of shake things up a bit. And um, I think it's so good to have inspiration in your life, whether it be people or books or, or podcast music, whatever it is. I mean, it could be all those things where it helps you remember to, sh- to shake it up and mix it up because that that's really is a secret to being creative and just, just to making things life interesting, you know? Yeah. So it's not like bland, like, oh, um, how is everything? Oh, good. <laughs> Same thing, different day. Yeah, the scripts we all tell each other, right? It's, it, you, can, you can see it at the grocery store. And, you know, as soon as you change the script, you might have a different outcome and different conversation, which is pretty exciting. Right. But scary to some. Oh, yeah. I just read this book, um, The Power of Strangers. It talks all about that. It's a pretty, it's a pretty hefty book, but there's some really great chapters. And it talks about how culturally we're supposed to be afraid of strangers, but, you know, for thousands of years, strangers have helped us survive. And we've, you know, moved around in groups and tribes and, and traded and, and built trust with strangers. It's, it's a fascinating world. I'll tell you, I could, I could talk, I could spend the whole next hour talking about it, but I, I just wanted to just share that, that you're absolutely right. People are hesitant because they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of people thinking they're weird. You know, it's, just, it's that acceptance that's so hard too in our culture. Mm, what's the name of that book again? The Power of Strangers. Um, yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it to you. It's, it's a, it's a very great book. It, it, it's actually influenced me to interact with people differently, um, in a good way. So, yeah, yeah. So wow, interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So let's kind of dive in and just learn more about you and who you are. Um, I call this creativity and creating a ninety-day custom marketing roadmap. But even before we get to that, tell us a little bit about marketing and maybe what you did before marketing and wherever you want to start, but maybe before the marketing. <laughs> I don't think there was a time. I don't think, you know, I don't think there is a time in my life where I wasn't doing that. Honestly, that I was uh, working through some origin stories for a pot, for a workshop. And that's exactly what I had to write about. And I was like, Oh man, I think from the early age, I've constantly been fascinated by the marketing world and, and, you know, get excited about commercials and, um, kind of dissect how this, you know, how people get attracted to this and why they choose, you know, one thing or another. And yeah, I think, you know, um, even, you know, even in college, I took communications classes and they were so fascinating because, um, you know, back then it was like the, the, the big three was like direct mail, TV and, and radio. Like it was, it was really simple, basic advertising and marketing, but it was very fascinating to see how how uh, little things can influence people to make different decisions, different buying decisions. I, yeah, honestly, I think I've been a marker mm-hmm. my whole life. I just haven't really um, embraced it as, a, as much as I have in the last five or six years. So when you said like you've always been into this, would you say, <clears throat> excuse me, since you were a kid? like Yeah, like I, I think, you know, as a kid, I started writing my own TV shows and, and tried to wow. produce my own TV shows in my wow. little clubhouse and had big aspirations. And 
wanted to make films and you know Steven Spielberg was my hero and I and I was just this is yeah the whole whole media and like fascination with culture and pop culture and and marketing has I think yeah since since my obsession with E.T. Has, has been there for, for years, you know? <laughs> that was really creepy, that movie, actually. Oh, no. See, I embraced it. I was <laughs> I, I was part of the E.T. fan club. I Yeah, I, I had the yeah. E.T. tea set. I had a crazy collection for years. Yeah, I was I was the opposite. I was, I was that kid. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so was this nurtured, either be it with your family or people around you? Did they... Were they like, yeah, Nedra, this is great. Like, dive into this. Yeah, I had some teachers, I think, that were, you know, I had a sixth grade teacher who who was, you know, gave me permission. I, I remember Mrs. Geckner, one of the things about her, they gave me permission to just, I think, just to be curious. I think that's that's mm-hmm. the number one thing about marketing is being curious. Like, what is what is that? Why is it doing that? Or what's going on here? And one of the things that I remember she gave me permission about is she, you can read three or four books at a time. It's okay. And, you know, at you know, the young age of 12, I was like, wait, what? You can do what? Like, I just I remember, like, that was an epiphany for me. And she, she, you know, she was constantly reading three or four books at a time. And that just was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I, I could do that. You know, just little things like that, just giving me validation that that's okay to do these things. That was big. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's sometimes all it takes, I really like the word that you just, two words that you use was permission and curious, mm-hmm. the permission to be curious. So all it takes is that one person who you look up to, who you respect, because in any time somebody can say anything. And I don't know if you agree with this, but it's like, if you don't respect them, if you don't trust them, if you don't, then you're going to just brush it off and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's nice. But you respected her obviously. And for her to be role modeling this and saying this, you were like, Oh wow, this is a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think some of the projects we did in her class were just so invigorating, like just got, got me like a different way of thinking and, and kind of, and again, also like I like to research and go down rabbit holes. Like she gave me permission to do that. You know, this, it just was like, that was kind of a changing grade or the class for me and just helped me kind of, discover who I am and be okay with it, you know, be okay with my weird quirks or my curiosity. And um, yeah, just, just accept myself because, you know, that's where it all starts. Yeah, it does. That's it's, it always makes me so happy when, when you just hear, you know, I was a uh, art teacher um, for 25 plus years and um, being in the classroom and all of this, you know, you hear people saying teachers, this teachers, that like, you know, negative, and then you do hear the positive, but it's kind of like you hear negative a lot more. But when you hear the story of like the teacher that really allowed you to be you, Mm -hmm. there are so many teachers like that. And it's just so beautiful. Even my husband actually, so him being the age that he is, he's 64. He just reached out to his art teacher from high school. And he just was like, I want to reach out to you and just let you know what a, um, influence that you had on me Mm -hmm. and she wrote back and said oh my gosh thank you so much and 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 all of this and just taking that action to acknowledge someone yeah it's amazing it's a gift it really is yeah i agree yeah so it's i'm just so glad that uh, she gave you that permission so okay so then moving forward from there so 
you were into always into uh, writing film, all this, where did you kind of get veered into um, what you're doing now? I'd say, you know, with it, with the, Horizon opening it into web design. That was where that was where I kind of got really excited. Like you know, we're talking like 1999, 2000. That was like the era of you know dot com and, and things were bubbling up and and websites were a brand new thing. And um, I was fortunate to be working oh like as a contractor at some corporation where I was basically learning on the job how to write HTML and. Um, build things and had some amazing smart people around me that were willing to teach me and it was just a, real, a nice little incubator you know I was very mm-hmm. very fortunate to be in that where right right place right time and then it kind of just grew from there and I think you know understanding the foundational pieces of what makes a good website and how that's evolved since that time is is pretty huge so um, um, yeah I think that that is really where it all took off from. Hmm. Do you think things have changed since 2000 and now about what makes a good website? Yes and no. Um, I think things have evolved a lot, you know, as, as far as, far as um, the versatility and the e- it's so much easier to build one now than it was back then. You had to, right. have, a, you had to have all this knowledge and everything like that. Um, but uh let's see i think you know basically if you having authentic photos i mean not much has changed like having the basics is really important i think that's really the bottom line and um and just making sure that you have i mean it's amazing how many times people don't even have their phone number or their address on their website like i mean just the basics is is so important and mm-hmm. um you know People think that I, I could just have a Facebook page or I can just have an Instagram account or, you know, they think that that is not is good enough and a website isn't, they don't need one, but that's not true. I mean, a website is where the trust of a business is created. And I think in this day and age, people try to skip that part and it just doesn't work. I think, you know, when it comes to uh, wanting someone wanting to purchase from your business and, and really, um, you know, build that trust and, and understand that w- this is going to be a good transaction. I think websites are still very important and they should look professional. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It's I, I'm of that belief too. It's interesting to me. I mean, there's so many different schools of thought in things. Um, but I think that it is, you do for you, what feels good. Um, what is, that's just kind of the way you lead with. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do believe, tr- I, I, I very much agree that a website is a good representation. It's a place where people can go and get an overview of you. And then it, it really is gaining the trust. And then you're talking to people who've kind of seen you instead of getting on the phone with someone where it's just yeah. kind of like, I love getting on the phone and talking to people, but if it always leads to, oh, well, I didn't know you did that. Or, oh, then it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> you are business. So it's kind of like, it's great to meet people and build community. But when you're at a point where, you know, you're meet, wanting clients, it's like, it's good for them to know what you do. Yeah. And, and, and if you can have your website work hard for you and answer the questions that will help filter out the right people that aren't, you know, aren't going to be a good fit for your product or service, then 
you know, that's that's the purpose of a website is to help build trust and also make it easier for that decision making to happen so people know they, they should purchase from you and work with you. And it's just shocking to me how many people don't utilize it for that purpose. It could be it's 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 really, you know, not much has changed in the last 23 years in that regard at all. But it, the fact that people still aren't using it that way is, is scratch, makes me ha- scratch my head a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> So have you been an entrepreneur actually for like since 2000? Uh, I opened my first business in 2003. So yeah, I've been yeah for 20 years. I've had different businesses. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that time just flies, doesn't it? It's like crazy. It's like 20 years. Yeah, it, it really does. It really has. And um, just, yeah, it's hard to even reflect such a, yeah, such a vast amount of time that it's like, you know, you almost have to go like let's go back to you know 2005 what was happening that year it's just, right. just so much to think about it sounds so far away doesn't it yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty vast and, and and wide for sure it is so tell us about it, in calling this it, that 90 day custom marketing robot map just really caught my attention so can you give people a little bit more information about what that means and what it is yeah so i think the best way to describe it is, you know, a lot of times people come to me and they're pretty frustrated with their marketing or, you know, things they're, they're not being consistent or they, they've spent a lot of money on Facebook ads and nothing's happening or, um, or, or they're, you know, maybe their website's really outdated and they're just not really showing up the right way. They just don't even know where to start. And so this roadmap is basically like a marketing plan for the next three months in their business. And it really, it's pretty thorough. It's like usually about 10 to 14 pages and it breaks down. I usually, you know, like I, I usually create these after talking thoroughly with with business owner for uh, at least ninety minutes or more, and having them fill out a, a pretty in depth questionnaire. But you know, kind of like capturing why they created their business, what's motivating them, kind of like you know their why's, their values, and then going into their messaging of you know what makes them unique. A lot of times, people forget when they after they open their business why they're doing <laughs> what they're doing, or they lose sight of it, and that's really important because people want to care about that. And they want to care about it. It's like they need to they need to weave that into their, their marketing messaging. And so kind of helping them do that. And then identify who their ideal client is. Because sometimes, you know, it's just too too wide and too too vague. And they have to narrow down and really get specific about who they can help. So then they can do the right kind of marketing. And yeah. so there's a lot of that. And then the next phase in that roadmap is basically the, the marketing channels they should be using. And a lot of times it starts with the website. You know, kind of breaking down how it can be improved. Um, what, what could be added, um, maybe starting from scratch might even be necessary depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other things like, uh, I'm really big, you know, I, I teach a lot of digital marketing, but I also am a big believer in other marketing, such as even letter writing, networking, speaking. There's lots of things you can do depending on the type of business you run and how to support that. And then the net, very last phase of that is, um, you know, what to do in order and where, where to start. Because I think that's the most that people tell me they get frustrated by and confused by is like, well, should I start with my website or should I start with this piece or should I start reaching out to people? And a lot of times the first step is like, okay, you got to sit down and figure out the CRM. You know, you got to figure out your, your, uh, your, your point of, you know, like if it's, even it's like a sales spreadsheet, where are all your contacts? And like, let's start organizing that. Let's look at your website. There's a lot of places that I usually start, but then everyone, every, but every uh, business owner is unique and their story is unique. So it's, never the same uh, roadmap for a business, the same for different businesses. And 
it's always unique and um, really fascinating to see what steps I recommend. And a lot of times they, they really do take off and, and accomplish them and, and, the, and the, business, the direction of their business changes. They, they, they're able to actually move the dial and get more clients and, and, feel, mm-hmm. and feel like their marketing is going the right direction. It's, it's been pretty nice to see a lot of, a lot of success with that. It's an amazing feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and from what it sounds like, like you are really, you're listening. You're doing a lot of listening mm-hmm. and um, to people. And I really like how you mentioned too, actually letter writing. This like, this idea of community and connection. Um, that's a part that tends to get miss do you see that a lot where people are just thinking that it's automatically going to happen instead of thinking that you're not building fake relationships of just like okay i'm just reaching out to you all the time and i expect you to do this and da, da, da. but you're actually um you're like connecting on a, a level of okay we're here to help each other we're here to it's just it's just more genuine and authentic yeah well it was really fascinating you're right. Like during the, pan- the early parts of the pandemic, I had some clients that were so reliant on in-person gatherings. They were, you know, they had these luncheons, these breakfast mm-hmm. breakfast meetups. They had all these things happening, and then they just came to an abrupt halt. And then they didn't have any kind of way to <clears throat> didn't have any system to reach out to those people. And so it was like, okay, yeah, you need to you need to have some backup plans because this stuff happens. And so helping them realize. Yeah, what? How many points of contact should you have with someone? You know, what should be you should be saying? How should you be contacting them? Um, and then, uh, you know, being genuine about it because yeah, like I've had some clients tell me, oh, I want to work with so and so companies. I'm like, well, there's real people that work at those companies. <laughs> like, do mm-hmm. you know anybody that works there? No. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know anybody that no? You know, maybe another connection mm-hmm. to introduce you. No. I'm like, you need to start. We gotta, you gotta start start figuring out who might, you know, and get, get some leads because, you know, if you want, you can't just have this nebulous like company. You, it's like real people and real relationships, people hire right. people, you know, so right. kind of helping them realize we're, we're, we're all, we all, you know, operate on this, like, no, like trust. And especially if it comes to service, but, you know, I work lots of service-based businesses. That's they're, you're, they're buying you. They're not buying, you know, they're buying your service, yeah. but they're buying that they, they like and trust to know you. And if they have no idea who, you're, who you are, your name, we got some work to do. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It just made me think of, so my son who's 23, he just like, just this example of having conversations with people and not being afraid of people who you think quote unquote have status um, to talk to them. So here he is being a 23-year-old who, you know, does what he does. And yeah. uh, he was walking down at the beach and he saw this car with this, he saw a house with four nice cars in the driveway. And there were these older gentlemen out on the porch and he just started talking to them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just have a question. Like, how do you, do you suggest, you know, buying or leasing? And then it just, they invited him up and they were having like a whole conversation. They ended up giving business cards after and mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, here. But it's he wasn't scared just because they were these people who were older yeah. and they have status with these, you know, Lamborghinis or whatever they had. They had really nice cars. He wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to walk by and not ask them. He was like, these are the perfect people to ask the question to. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, especially in your twenties to have that realization will get you far in life. I think 
Um, I was not raised to be like that. You know, it was, I had to kind of, through some classes and, and books, learn that those, that skill set of, of being bold and reaching out to people that might, you know, again, that whole fear of rejection, but, it, but, you know, you really have nothing to lose except no, <laughs> or, or, a, or enough, you know, you right. or like no kind of response. It's like, there was a, it was a, a really cool, um, the, who the guy's first name is Jordan. There's this one email series I took, a, gosh, probably like five years ago, where it talked about how to, how to reach out to people of, of interest and, and like kind of little baby steps on how to, how to like start get, working those muscles to do it. And it was really fascinating. It helped me uh, really, really learn how to reach out to people that authors I've read or, you know, uh, politicians, all kinds of people, and just and just say, hey, thanks, thanks for doing what you're doing, or or comment on, or or share something to them. And if that's only, and you know, and that that's only led to good things because people love to be reached out to if you're gen- they do if you're genuine, if you're genuine, authentic, right? And you're not right. like demanding of them or or trying to get a piece of the power. I think that's people can sniff that miles away. But if you're genuinely wanting to connect, that's a good place to start. It's an amazing place to start. So I want to welcome those here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Any questions or comments that you have, please put them in the chat box below and we can respond. So I'm curious, before we go on to the next question, I'm, I'm just curious, who, who did you work with someone in order to um, uh, help you with this aspect of, I guess, okay, sorry, let me rewind. I'm getting all jumbled. What is your why? And who helped you um, make that clear? Did a person make you clear on why you're doing what you're doing? Did an experience make you clear on that? Yeah, that makes you know, sense? it does. And so I'd say I, I know the answer. Um, it's been working with this one business coach. I actually hired a business coach to help me with my web design business. It was kind of the last hurrah. It was, I'd been... Um, running it for almost 15 years and things were just not gelling. I think I was just getting burnt out and needed, needed to, and there was just a lot of things that were like, all signs were pointing to just doing more marketing instead of more web design, but I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I worked with this coach and I realized, Oh my God, like she's showing me a path of how I can help people. This is what, you know, cause I, it's funny. I go to these conferences and I, I uh, try to talk about web design and people <laughs> keep changing the subject to other parts of marketing. <laughs> <Was it>? Did <laughs> you? <laughs> and then, and then like, I try to, I do these strategy sessions with clients about, you know, pre, pre web design and it would talk about other parts of marketing. They just want to talk more and more about so that. Funny. They wanted help. And I'm like, no, I just, I've just stayed in my lane. They're like, no, please don't stay in your lane. Help me. I'm like, ah, oh. so I think, um, working with my business coach, she showed me a path of how, what it's like to hire a coach. I never knew what it'd be like to hire a business coach or any kind of marketing person or anything. And so she, she, she was like the best role model and showed me how it's done right and how you help support someone. And it was kind of like, after working with her, I had this like total transformation of like, Oh, okay. I think I really have the shops to do this. And I just have not, just have not had the confidence or the understanding of how to put it all together. And then once the second phase of that was taking some certifications to understand what I know, what I didn't know, what I what I knew, and lo and behold, I knew a lot more than I thought I did. But then there were some gaps I filled in, and then I felt a lot more confident once I had the certifications and I showed people, okay, I do know what I'm talking about. That was, I think it was just a combination of, of those two things. 
Isn't it funny how we are our own best client? So <laughs> I mean, sometimes we are, and we don't even know it. <laughs> so often, where the business ideas come from. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, where is yeah. your, where does it come from? Because, and it's just, I, I want you to hear everybody. And again, I want to welcome more people that joined. Thank you for being here. Um, I love this. Uh, stay in your lane. You yeah. saying that, like, I'm going to stay in my lane. Here, people are asking you, it's kind of like, whatever you want to say, it, you know, I'm going to say the universe was showing you. If you don't believe in the, that terminology, put in whatever word you want to say. But it's like, here, it's kind of like people were coming to you asking about the marketing, even though you were initially supposed to be doing about the web design. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, 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 stay in my lane, stay in my lane. We're here. We got on this call to talk about web design, but it's like, but they're asking you about marketing and you love marketing. <laughs> so... We think we're staying in our lane, but it's kind of like, no, this is, it's just like these little breadcrumbs if we're paying attention. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I even had some clients work on coaching me and saying, get out, you know, get, stop doing what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, but it's so, I don't know anything different. They're like, well, it's maybe time for different. And it was, was so uncomfortable. I think I just wasn't, just wasn't in the right spot. So it took, you know, it took some incubation and, and of course, like, was it right before the pandemic? I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay my shingle and start offering these roadmaps and start working with people. And then things got really interesting after that. So as we all know, but, um, but I'm really glad I kind of got my ducks in a row. So I, I had a focus when things got interesting and I could help more people because I was able to, I was prepared. You know, just the timing was kind of amazing, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had your roadmap. Yeah, I had my own roadmap. So I knew what <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So again, learning more about you, how do you um how do you incorporate more creativity into your own world through what you do with business and personally? Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, there's so many ways I do that. Uh one of the things I just started recently doing is just writing more. Um, I really enjoy writing and I didn't, I mean, I thought for years I wasn't a very good writer, but, you know, I must be a decent writer because I, I write these newsletters and people love reading them and I get get good response for the things I write on LinkedIn. So it's like, okay. So one thing I, I kind of upped it, up my game a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to write for the local neighborhood newspaper. And so I've been attending those meetings and really enjoying them and have written a few articles and it's been really fun and people have been like, that was awesome. I'm glad you wrote about that. And so I think that that's been a great outlet for me that I just never would have guessed five years ago, but I think it's about, it's just about writing. Just, I think again, it's going back to like having your own voice and understanding it and letting it, letting it loose and not being afraid. And, you know, I think I had to go through all that, what I just talked about to get to the other side. And that's what's helped me be more confident in my writing and, writing about things that I'm passionate about and um, excited about. And I think that's really important because otherwise, it, you know, I was trying to write about web design. It wasn't <laughs> coming out very well. It was really, really boring stuff and people just never were attracted to it. And now mm-hmm. I know why. It's like now that I've I kind of changed the dial and, and have, I have endless amounts of the things I want to write about. Mm. Um, I think that just feels so different. So Mm-hmm. the energy's there people you know you get energized when you have an idea people want to learn more about it and then they get excited and then it just keeps going the momentum keeps going so I think that I've been pretty lucky that writing's been a great outlet for me and I just started re- redoing my what they call like your morning pages where you get up and write 
yeah in, in the morning and that's oh man i gotta just keep up with that that is helping me have so much more clarity and and i can't i've only been doing it for like 10 days but i went i went and saw well yeah another, and another thing i did i went and saw my favorite author ann patchett speak um uh, at a local theater downtown and hearing her talk and just inspiring me to write more so it, yeah i think just you know mm. being around people that you respect and honor and be in their presence so they you can get a, a piece of their energy and, and kind of feel like re-energized to do more of something you love i think that's also important to expose yourself and um this summer yeah. i got to go to meow wolf did i did we talk about that no tell okay. me about this so do you know about meow wolf at all no so that's something that is just an amazing where is where to start okay so the first one there's there's a it was taken up, it was like an abandoned warehouse or bowling alley. I can't remember which one that a bunch of folks, very creative folks took over in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, this is a while ago and um, created this amazing permanent art installation that has many, 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 many rooms. I can't even remember how many, but just so many. And each room is unique and you kind of go in and you experience it. You know, you can interact with it. There's a, there's a bit of a mystery to be solved that you're kind of like, oh, what's, you know, what's going on here? And the more time you spend in it, the more it unravels itself to show you, oh, this is all connected, which in my, I'm always looking for connections. That's kind of my thing. So anyway, it was just very, very inspiring. Like my brain, you know, mm -hmm. being in that space for four hours, like for days, I was just like, just kind of like meditating and just percolating on all the things I experienced. So I think it's important to expose yourself to art and music and things like that, where, um, anything that helps kind of get you out of your element to see something new and different and, yes. and help you kind of reinvent yourself in a way. So I think those are some really, really important ways to be creative or that I, I find, find to kind of re-energize my creative juices. I love it. And I'm so curious. I want to go there now. <laughs> You'll want to, if you go online and look at it, because there, luckily there's, four, there's multiple locations. They're all different. Like there's one in, Las Vegas and Denver, and then a new one just opened up in, in Dallas, mm. uh, Fort Worth and Texas. So yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, especially if you would love it, Hollis. It's if you right up your alley. I mean, the, the first word that came to mind when you were saying it was immersive. Yeah. So it's like these immersive experiences and you're interactive. It's like people like to learn. People like to experience by, by using their, your senses, touching, smelling feeling, seeing, hearing, like all of the senses. And then it's, you know, it connects to memories or, you know, it, it just, it's, it's a very, um, these visceral reactions. You immediately took me back to it. It's these things that stick with you. I was in my twenties and I, um, so this was like at least 25 years ago. And I went on a, uh, a trip with, a bunch of people we went to uh london and scotland and and um wales and anyway so it was there was we saw these art installations and it was some student show and we randomly walked in and i can never forget it like it has been a big inspiration in the work that i do as a visual artist um i went to school for ceramics but collage is a big part of what i do now and anyway it was it was like one is a part of a whole so i can still see and hear and feel the space 
And I just remember standing there and other people that I was with, you know, were walking in and out, but I was transfixed. (laughs) I was like, I can't move from the space. I don't know what it is, but I just want to stay here for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you would definitely have a similar experience at Meow Wolf for sure. It's yeah, it's something else. And um, yeah. And I think even just like the Van Gogh, the immersive Van Gogh that was traveling around for a while, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, I think just going to things like that helps you kind of, it goes back to the very first thing we talked about, like helps you kind of reset your brain and gets you out of your head a little bit and out of your routines, you know, do something that you haven't done before, do something that's unique or different. I think that really helps just um, kind of jar you out of what, you know, the, the mundane and the, the vanilla, you know, routines that you have and help, help kind of bring a little spice to things. Yeah. So everybody, no matter what you do as your profession, uh, whether you're a stay at home parent to, you know, a lawyer or whatever it is, you can, you can do this. This is what we're talking about. It's one conversation at a time, like really expanding what this word creativity means, because when you allow yourself to reinvent, to immerse yourself, to try things, to explore things, to express yourself, you feel happy. Like it's really not that complicated, but but yet it is because I feel like we get caught in this whole adulting thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can definitely talk ourselves out of it so fast. Yeah. It's like, Hollis, I do have responsibilities. You know, I do have to provide for the family. Well, I do have to, well, yeah, but you can provide and do all of these things and be a happy person. Absolutely. And, you know, even, you know, like I think the part, the secret to that is just making it part of your life and, and just, you know, don't, it's not the exception, but it's, it's, it's just like, it's kind of woven into it somehow. And uh, let's see, Laura Vanderkam, she wrote the book Tranquility Till Tuesday. I don't know if you're familiar with this book, but she, she is a big believer in um, kind of, setting, setting, uh, what's it called? Intentions or, you know, set, making plans. And it's part, part of her, one of the things I love from her book, the book is full of so many great things, but like making, you know, planning adventures. Like I think she had mm-hmm. suggested planning a small adventure and a big adventure. Like a small adventure could be like an hour, just go to a new store or something new in your area or a festival or, you know, maybe something that just takes an hour. And then the big adventure could be like going out pick, apple picking for the day or, you know, something that doesn't have to be massively huge or, or expensive, but something that will just kind of get you out of your house, do something, you know, maybe a hike and, yeah. you know, playing those on a weekly basis if possible, just to help kind of restructure your routines and get you out of your head and just do something fun. I mean, you know, connect with other people doing it. I think that's, I think that's the secret to life is just to, you know, just to either, you know, if you're a go-getter, you know, if you're, if you're like motivated to do that, you know, get, bring other people with you or find other people that will hold you accountable and have them be like, yeah, did you do that? Can I come with you? <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Because some people are just not planners and that's okay. You know, maybe last minute you do something and have a few, have a few ways to sort resources to look those up. So you're not like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, because I think that's part of the challenge is people just don't even know where to look mm-hmm. and having, having those, you know, little, little pocket resources, like a website that tells you all the things that are happening in your area, like you can always go to can just be like a lifesaver, you know? Yeah, such great suggestions. So when you mentioned morning pages, does that mean that you did the artist way? 
I started it. I didn't really finish it. I did some of it. I should go. I've been thinking about going back to revisit it. I, I think I would probably benefit from an accountability partner on it, though, I, or somebody to do it with me. I think doing that solo is probably not the best way to go. And I feel like I've seen groups where they they will do it together for like a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, and I don't know if this is, I'm kind of going against the grain, but I've read The Artist's Way. I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I did, I liked, I like what it stands for and I like what it's promoting, but I think it's very wordy. I think for somebody who, I think for somebody who is kind of walking into this world, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And I think like in the end, when it offers all of these things to do and these challenges, that it's a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if you can like, you know, maybe you, you do it with a few people and you just you just kind of modify it. You know, I think that, yeah. or, you know, if it's not writing you do, maybe you do painting instead or do some other kind of creative outlet. I think the creative outlet's the important part and yeah. I can probably get lost in the, in the, in the whole scheme of things. If, and that, then all of a sudden you're like, get defeated before you get started. And that's no fun. So I, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, and thank you for that reminder, even just for me to hear too. It's, it's interesting because life presents and things change. Like we all of a sudden have had a dog for the last four months. We've never had a dog before. So the dog that we're watching for someone completely switched up the routine of everything. (laughs) Of everything. So if there was uh, some kind of morning routine in place, which actually this is going to be my question for you. Yeah. It, it got changed because things had to change because of the dog. So do you have, do you personally have any kind of morning routine or evening routine? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The first thing in the morning, I usually like to exercise or get out, you know, get some fresh air and, and uh, not look at my phone, you know, like that's the last thing I want to try to do when I <laughs> when I wake up because that doesn't always never leads to happiness it always leads to like disruptedness and so yeah just some kind of workout or walk with a dog or some something is the first thing and then kind of take it from there so like the first 30 minutes are usually if I can get my heart rate going and sweat mm-hmm. that's that's a success and then mm-hmm. in the evening um I try to again try to wind actually I I'll share this is funny um I used to have a really negative habit of checking Instagram right before bed and and then I started feeling bad and down and depressed yeah. and like this isn't good for me this is not good for my head I and you know this 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 uh culturally infused FOMO I'm having is really I'm really not having that much FOMO I just need to like get, switch my habit and so yeah. a client or a, a colleague of mine was saying that he started playing with Duolingo and learned Spanish I'm like oh well I'd love to learn French I this is a, I'd like to learn it just to read cookbooks better. It was like, you know, I had some motivation there. And so this was like mm-hmm. late 2020 or something. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start using Duolingo at night instead of Instagram. And oh my God, I cannot tell you how much happier my brain is. And I love languages. And it's just like one of those, like, like it just gets my brain all happy and it's a fun thing to do. And I look forward to it. And that's like the last thing I, you know, I do that before 10 usually and then I put my phone away and it's it's done and then I kind of just either hang out with my husband and read a book maybe watch the show you know just but don't really engage my phone because I feel like that's when it just needs to go to the phone spa <laughs> but that Duolingo <laughs> I'll tell you like that's been my saving grace because you know I connect with friends on that it's, it's social 
but it mm -hmm. also like I feel like I'm using my brain in a different way and it challenges me and it's so fun and it's just it's a and it only takes you know 10 15 minutes a day and it's so much so much of, I got my time back because Instagram was just sucking away and I was just mm -hmm. like you know and you know it was, a, it was interesting because I you know I work and teach social media and, and study it but I don't necessarily need to be part of it all the time either. So that I gave myself grace and was like, nope, I'm I don't need this anymore. So just deleted the app off my phone and bye-bye. Deleted the app. There we go. <laughs> Press delete. Did you yeah. say did you say it goes to the phone spa? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, yeah, I like to I like I thought I this was that. funny. Like I remember this parenting podcast I listened to a long time ago. They suggested having a phone spa, which is basically a charging station that you know whenever you get together with your family the phones go away and i think that's such a great <laughs> habit you know because i i know you but i'm not i don't like how the phones distract us so much i want to have a conversation with someone i don't want to have it with them on their phone i want to have it with just them and so um i like to put all the phones away if possible it doesn't always happen but it's it's a nice it's a nice yeah. to nice to think about and try to try to move in that direction agreed and I, I heard you very specifically say twice, like making your brain happier. And you talked about it when, uh, you know, bringing up languages and you wanting to learn a language and this, it's, this made your brain happy and also with writing. Mm -hmm. So everybody, it's so important just to, as you're learning, if you don't know what you like, then just try and find even one thing and trial and error. You have to realize what you don't like to know what you like. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. If if you do these things, like even if it's you know trying a drink, and maybe you don't know what kind of drink it is, but try it. Try this one one day, and then try another one another day. Um, but I just these concrete things of you knowing like your your interest in languages. That's brilliant. Take five ten minutes to learn a different language, and you can actually makes you feel good and it's something you can actually use. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, kind of like you talk about routines, it's a nice way to kind of round out my evening. It's it's just, it just usually leaves me on a happy note. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not checking the news. I'm not seeing some, something I didn't want to see on Instagram. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm really cautious about what I'm doing. And so that, that generally is pretty positive and yeah. um, playful and, and, uses a part of my brain that doesn't get used a whole lot sometimes so that yeah and it's it's something i've always been interested in and um it's nice to go back to that even even you know at my late 40s I'm, I'm learning french you know that's awesome you know it's possible it's like i think a lot of people just kind of give up after a certain age and just like oh my brain's not going to do what i want and like that's not true you just have to be creative about how you use it i think yeah so not true certain points your brain is like please use me yeah exactly it's probably just yeah just itch, itching for stimulus you know please do something different please so before we round everything up with the last question i know there's something about star wars because i remember seeing the poster in our is there some kind of like like real like or connection with star wars or princess leia you know i think uh, it's something that I was raised with, you know, it's like one of those very kind of like comfort, comforting in the background that, you know, I, I mean, one summer, I think my brother watched Star Wars every day, you know, this part of the movie every day for, you know, it's just, it's just kind of like, just something that is always there and the story is epic and, and, mm -hmm. and I just love that Disney has now taken more 
and more of the stories and woven them and made them more accessible for people. And, and just the variety is amazing. So I just, it just makes me so happy that, you know, there for a long time, it was kind of like this dry period of not much, not much cool new Star Wars happening. But now with my daughter, we can watch Asuka, we can watch um, The Mandalorian, we can watch all these great shows and have enjoyed the story together. And it just, it's just so wonderful because um, it just, it just, it, I don't know, it's a lot of nostalgia probably for me because it was, you know, I just was always there when I, around when I grew up, but also just the stories are just so relatable and um, kind of like a, a little piece of magic, you know, just, and, mm. and, and well, also there's a, the reason why I have this Princess Leia behind me and my Zoom calls is so I can connect with the true Star Wars people out there because once, once somebody says something, we, there's usually a really great exchange of stories or, you know, memories and people leave talking to me happier, you know, it, it brings a lot of happiness to people. And I think that's something that we need more of. So I'll keep Princess Leia in the background as long as it makes people happy. I love that. Yeah, it, it really is forming because you see people um, as they look around and it truly is a connection piece and it's a bonding, yeah. um, a bonding thing for you and your daughter to be able to do. Um, and it, it's, it's relevant for her now as you know, it was for you before. Yeah, yeah, my husband's really into it too, and he, you know, it's something that we can all enjoy. And and I'll tell you, like, um, it, it it's a rare day that goes by that I don't have a call with someone, and then they we talk about Star Wars, and it's just <laughs> like I said, it just generally people are pretty excited about it, and they have it, it gets them all, you know, smiling and happy. And like I said, I think we just need more of that. So I, if I need to yeah. switch the poster to something different that you know, interacts a different, engage in a different way, I'll do it. But so far, so good. So yeah, yeah, we need more of that. We need more of that happy. Yeah. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, the third and final question I have that kind of wraps everything up is why do you think creativity is important? Yeah, um, I believe that, you know, we're humans and we are so emotional that, uh, it's important for us to surround ourselves and inject, you know, like art and beauty and unique things to help, like I said, the, kind of like, our, you know, this conversation, like kind of inspire us to do things differently and to look at through different lenses. And it helps us, it just shapes us to be more empathetic and more understanding. And we need so much of that in the world right now as we, we just, you know, things are just changing daily as we speak. And um, I think it's important to have to allow us ourselves to have outlets to share our talents and gifts, or just, just again, like a space to explore and exper uh, experiment because sometimes we don't know what we like. We don't know if we, we are, we are good at something, but you know, the first start, the first part of that is just to start playing around and giving yourself permission to do that. I mean, going back to star Wars, I, I got a, uh, a Lego set of the, of baby Grogu as a gift and, I was like, oh man, this is a pretty, this is a pretty hefty Lego kit. It's going to take me a long time, but I'll tell you, it's been really meditative to work through it. And mm. it's, it's, a piece, it's a piece of art because once I have that displayed, it'll be pretty, pretty awesome. And they'll feel like I did an accomplishment because there's moving pieces and little details. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's just almost that feeling of accomplishment and there's just, it's just not limiting yourself to thinking that you have to just do one thing. It can be, it can be so many ways to express yourself. I had a, I have a client who, um, so speaking of Legos, she's 
built all these really cool castle sets and and all sorts of flowers that Legos put together. And that's part of her background and her in her office um, setting. And it really adds this hmm. totally different element to the air and energy of working with her. It's it's really refreshing. And that's her way of being creative. So I think the, the trick is not to limit yourself, is to open, just to start somewhere and see where see where you go and, and be, be creative and open-minded about it. I'm just taking all of that in because <laughs> what you just said, I mean, I realize every time I love these conversations because of, of hearing, it's just so validating, I guess, but then so expansive mm -hmm. because everything that you just said, I mean, it's nothing but growth and expansion and positivity. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about unicorns and butterflies and sprinkle dust and all of this kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is ways to make yourself happy as a human, ways to make yourself like engaged in life. And what everything that you just said, explore, experiment, permission, not wanting to limit yourself, adding different elements, um, empathy and understanding. I mean, it just makes you a better person. And it makes, and, it, and then it ripples as a ripple effect with other people because if yes. they see you, they want you're like, whoa, what are you doing? And so I think it, 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 you know, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm writing for the local neighborhood paper because I want to have, you know, I want to be a part of a community that has this ripple effect to, you know, share positive stories and inform people and educate and, um, you know, nothing like starting your own backyard. That's always the first place to start whenever you, you know, want to change things or make make an impact so yeah i i'm glad this is validating and um this is the kind of work i do with my clients too is helping them um give them permission to market a certain way and ignore the you know mass mass uh ex or the mass calling of do it do it this way you know giving them different ways to be authentic in their business and their marketing and and still flourish and I think that's pretty rare. So I'm glad that I can help who I can find out there. So everybody creating that ripple effect. So this is a perfect segue into Nedra. How can people connect with you? Yeah. Um, I think just through my website, you know, nedrazinas.com and I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn here and there. So you can connect with me there. Um, and yeah, just email me and that's, I'm on email a lot. <laughs> that's a pretty good way. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything else that you feel like you need to add or say that you didn't get to say? No, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate the questions and the engagement with you, Hollis. And, you know, just help. It's just I should listen to this again and help remind me on days when I'm not feeling as inspired that, you know, it doesn't it can take like these little you know baby steps towards something and and um, it doesn't have to, you have to make a big splash to feel like you're being creative or doing something different. It, you can just, you know, just do a little something out of the ordinary. And that's all it can take to kind of, again, change the course or, change, you know, kind of disrupt. Maybe, you know, you're having a bad day or like negative feelings or something like that. I think that can really help. So I, I need to hear it too sometimes, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, just, it's a good conversation. I, I was hoping... I had a feeling we would go down these really cool paths of like how to, you know, um, the storytelling and like things like Meow Wolf exists for a reason, you know, and it's good to let people know that 
um, there's there's people out there that think like you and just need to kind of you know we just need to work on connecting more and, and finding ways to um, have our outlets I think that's it yes yes well I appreciate the conversation every time I mean this is my this is my topic and this is my exploration and I get stuck and I'm not always <laughs> walking my talk so yeah. it's because we're human so and, and life happens so it, it's you just when you said the trajectory like even the baby steps if you think about everybody within that example of if you're going from Philly to New York but you make a, a different turn here and a different turn here, then you might not end up in New York. Um, so I guess I just say the reason for that is it's just these baby steps of things. Sometimes we don't always go to the destination where we thought we were going. Um, and it's that exploration, or maybe we get to New York, but we're trying these different things and we go a different path. Like you said, in the very beginning, the person has a different way that they go every time because you're seeing things, different things and just experiencing new things. So it's opening ourselves up to that, everybody, and giving yourself permission and curiosity to do that. So, Nedra, thank you so much for yeah. spending the hour with me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We know that you could be doing anything else with your time, and we so appreciate you spending it with us. Um, the space is all about expanding this definition of creativity and just really owning it and stepping into it. This is my wish for you is to see yourself within this definition and to really just play more and be curious and, and just try things and don't be afraid to fail because some things aren't going to go the way you expected and you need the contrast to learn what you like and what you don't like. And mess ups are, can, they can be really fun. <laughs> And they lead to a lot of discoveries. So please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff so we can really just get this word out to as many people as we can. So again, thank you, everybody. And I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are listening in the world and look forward to connecting again soon. So goodbye, everybody. I believe these conversations have always been important, but now I think that they are more important than ever. Please like, follow, share, spread the goodness because people really need to hear these messages in order to be able to see themselves in them, in order to be able to hear these people's stories, in order to be able to expand their thinking. It is so important to really understand that creativity is life and everybody has creativity within them. To find out more about what we offer, go to IamCreativePhilly.com and you will see that there are services from publishing, multi-author and solo books, kits, workshops, and retreats to creativity one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you are ready to unleash your voice, break through your blocks, and confidently share your story, I cannot wait to help you birth your ideas into the world.